Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital Hello, Tara. Hi, Jill. It's been a while. I feel like we have not talked in about two weeks because it's pretty much that. How are you? It is pretty much that. I'm good. We just got back from our March break and we actually drove from Boston to South Carolina. Woo! Yes. Uh, we actually decided this time to stop part way. So we stopped on the way down. We stopped in Richmond, Virginia. And then on the way up, we stopped in uh, Washington, D.C. So it was a nice way to break up the trip, but it was still super long. Um, but it was great. And, you know, the kids got to see, well, we got to see this sort of some of the sites in DC. It's a little bit, I don't know if you've been there recently, but it's really sad because like you can't get anywhere close to the White House. I mean, you can't, you can barely, you can get up to the Washington Monument, but you can't get anywhere close to um, the White House, even to get a photo. Like it's really kind of sad. That's unfortunate because as a child, I have to say that was one of my favorite trips. I really loved that trip. And we have not taken the kids yet. We have been planning to. But now my kids are like, I don't want to go. They're fearful of it, which makes sense, you know? Yeah, it's it's scary. But yeah, the drive was um, super long. (laughs) It's very hard. You know, when you don't, when you have, it was basically for two weeks. I think it was 10 days. But Still, you know, I wasn't kind of officially taking it off work. So I was having to juggle work and quote unquote vacation and driving. So it was a lot. Um, definitely a lot. It was definitely challenging. I don't think I would do that again. I think I would. I think it's really important to, if you're going to take time off, just take the time off. And, you know, maybe you still have to be in touch online, whatever, but um, just tell people you're taking it off. So at least, you know, you get that that space that you need to um, actually get a vacation. I agree. I mean, remember last when I went on vacation, I went off social media for a week and I was like, whoa, but it really was so good. And now sometimes I'm like, I wish I could do that. (laughs) Well, I'm happy you're back. Um, Today, we're going to talk a little bit about how to, you know, help your kids start a business and which is all the rage right now. And um, I am going to talk about how you help your child when they're in between a teen and a tween because, and styling or shopping for them. Because Jill, as you know, because you've reached out to me before, that's a really difficult age to find clothing that works. Yes, absolutely. You know, they're, when they're at that age, I don't know, maybe it's somewhere between like 10 and 13 or 14 or something where, you know, they may be more of a woman's size, but the style, like they do not want to wear Ann Taylor. <laughs> Or sometimes it can be a little more risque than we would like them to wear or that they would like to wear. Yes. So it's tricky. So um, so some of the brands that you are actually really good for that age group, and Jill, I'm sure you know some of them, um, you know, like Aviator Nation, it's actually a bit pricey, but I can wear them too <laughs> if they're the right size. Um, Aqua from Bloomingdale's, they always have really good sizes. They, they, I think they go to size 14, 15. Uh, Nordstrom's always has great stuff. And of course, Abercrombie. What, do you know they just had a huge makeover? Um, mm-hmm. Somebody was telling me and they have really cute stuff, different than what they used to have, but a similar like casual style. And, you know, Brandy Melville. <laughs> so the thing about Brandy Melville is it says fits yes. one size, 
But, you know, I always find that interesting. Does it really? Well, you know, they have oversized stuff too. So I noticed that they have kind of the one size stuff, which honestly is for really small kids. Like it's, that doesn't fit the, I don't think it fits the average teenager. Um, But then they have some oversized stuff and then they may, I know online there are some things that are sized. That's good. And you know what I love about Brandy Melville is that really they wear it like four times and then you just throw it away. That's, (laughs) that's the beauty of it. So don't worry about spending the, it's not that expensive either. And Zara obviously, and you know, we have found really good stuff on Amazon. My other suggestion is you can buy a woman's extra small items and tailor them. And then when they grow, you take the stitching out and then they can wear it as they have grown which actually saves money in the end if you're investing a little more in the pieces. Um, It doesn't always work with everything, but we have found that to work because my daughter, she is tall, long, and lean, and that sometimes is a problem in the waist, um, but not the leg. So, But my other daughter, she's shorter, so we have to hem things. So that's an idea. Um, But remember, you don't need to break the bank. So Jill, do you notice if you go from a tween or a teen to an adult, the price jacks up. I remember looking at a Patagonia fleece for my daughter and she was right between like a kid's large or whatever and a woman's small. And the woman, it's exactly the same jacket and the woman's small was like a hundred dollars more. It was insane. It's insane. My daughter and I were just on uh, Aviator Nation because she wanted a t-shirt. And I was like, why don't you just get the woman's extra small? Because she's almost, and it was literally $50 more, you know? So I said, well, don't just get the, you know, the kids extra large. But anyways, that, that makes a difference, especially when your kids are growing so much, you know? Um, But what did you do when your daughter was in that weird phase? We had such a hard time, honestly. We just kind of pulled it together from a bunch of different places. A lot of online places. I ended up ordering a lot of stuff online and, you know, just trying on and sending it back. Um, The other, the other thing that's a problem is that the the trends change so quickly. So you might find something, but then, you know, the next week it's out of style. So um, it was super challenging. I think there's a big opportunity in that space. Um, Oh, huge opportunity in that space. It's true. So those are my suggestions. I love that. I love the idea of, of sort of having it tailored, but like keeping the fabric there, like sort of like those, those snow pants that you can, you know, cut the stitching out of and make them longer. I love that idea. It's a great one, particularly for like fancy clothes. Like I feel like if you were to get a dress, like for a special occasion or because that stuff is perhaps a little less trendy. So it would last, you know, several years, hopefully. Yes. And when you are on the bar or bat mitzvah circuit, you are definitely, that's the exact same, that's the exact age we're talking exactly. about right there where it's yeah. difficult, right? especially finding those dresses. So yes, if you're going to get something like that, then you can, you know, keep the hem and then take it out. Yeah. So that's a good idea. Well, great. So one of the things I wanted to cover today is um, something that's been going on I think with a lot of kids and and teens um, during quarantine in particular is just kind of starting these little businesses. And I think, you know, it's, I've always loved watching kids get excited about starting businesses, whether it's a lemonade stand or selling hot chocolate or selling jewelry or whatever it is. I I love the entrepreneurship um, and just like the sense of creativity and innovation that comes out of, of kids. I think it's awesome. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about how do you 
kind of help if your kid is someone who wants to start a business and they have an idea, you know, how do you help them do that? Um, and I've been through many of these <laughs> with my, all of my kids. Um, since I'm an entrepreneur, my husband's an entrepreneur, my kids are very entrepreneurial and um, they love starting up many different kinds of businesses. So uh, I thought I would share just a few tips. And the first is, you know, I think it's important to, before they get started, like, they get really excited about the product, right? Like I want to make jewelry and they get so excited about it. And they want to build a website, they want to do all this stuff, and that's awesome. But just like any business, I, it's really important to have them look through, think through the, the, the steps, the full thing, like the full concept before they create a single product. So how are you going to make it? How are you going to sell it? You know, are you relying on me to go around to all my friends and sell it for you? <laughs> How are you going to sell it? How are you going to pay for it? How much is it going to cost to make, you know, really walk through all the steps of their business so that they get a full understanding of the scope. And you don't want to intimidate them with like how big a project this could be. You want to make it achievable. But I think it's important for them to see most of the whole picture, and then you can always break it down into manageable steps for them so they can have these little successes with each step. Um, the second tip I would give is it's a great way to teach your kids about revenues, costs, profit, like how do you actually make money at the end of the day? So if you're buying stuff on Amazon, you know, you're buying materials to make your product or whatever it is, that's a cost. And then you need to have money to come in to cover that cost. And then the leftover is profit. So it's sort of helping to teach them about economics and, um, you know, how to make money. And then I would say the third is, you know, you're going to be really tempted to give them a boost, right? Like you want to kind of invest in their business and help them out and, I think that's fabulous. And obviously you should do what's right for you. In my experience, you know, I have given our kids, you know, boosts in terms of helping them market. Maybe I give them a little bit of seed capital to, to purchase their, you know, raw materials. Um, but I think it's important for them to take it and run with it on their own at a certain point. So maybe give them a boost, but then let them, um, you know, try it and succeed or fail and learn. And um, I think it's going to be a great experience for them. But it, there's nothing like there's nothing more exciting than I think a kid getting excited about, you know, building a little business and going after it and watching watching them try really hard to do it. I totally agree. And I think that I think if they're passionate about it, if it's their passion, because I sometimes see it be the mm -hmm. parents passion. When it, but it really needs to be their passion because that is what makes them interested and willing to do all the steps that you had just yeah, that's said. A very good point. They have to be passionate about it. Um, yeah, I can't tell you how many of those projects we have like in boxes <laughs> somewhere in our basement because the passion only lasted so long. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you think, is this true? Because this is like the word on the street, is your kids pretty much have to start a business to get into oh, college? Oh, wow. I, I have not heard heard that and haven't thought about it. That's crazy. 
Yeah. Well, I've heard that in passing and I'm thinking, my God, these kids already have to do so many things. Like not every kid is an entrepreneur, you know, like kids have other talents. So, so that might just be a false rumor. Yeah, I mean, I think they probably have to do something really outstanding. So whether it's start a business, whether it's do something charitable, you know, whether it's sports, what, again, it com- comes back to what their passion is, right? So making sure that right. they have a passion and a purpose in life, I think is important. Their passion, let me just reiterate. <laughs> and I say this because I was a therapist and I, so I could really say that, right? Because I've seen it all and I know how that goes. So, um, well, anyways, thank you, Jill. That is very helpful. And so I'm not going to go through all the brands that I had mentioned before, but if you want, we can list some of them in the notes. Um, so just remember to seek out some kids' brands um, for the tween teens. Um, you know, you can always tailor women's extra smalls and then take out the tailoring or the hemming and don't break the bank on your kids clothing. Even if you think it's a good idea. I mean, sometimes you can, but it's not worth it because they grow so fast. Yep. And to sum up my part to help your kids start a business, help them think through the steps start to finish, teach them about revenues, costs, profit, you know, managing their money and then give them a boost, but maybe not too much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean Shorts. Short Shorts. Boy Shorts. Tennis Shorts. Cargo Shorts. Seated Shorts. Running Shorts. 